Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 143 of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Doing another pre-intro for this one. We recorded this episode at the Iowa Deer Classic in Des Moines, Iowa with the boys from Prairie Storm Outfitting and our friends at Heroes Hunting. Uh, these guys are an absolute riot. Uh, we actually ended up hanging out with these guys for the rest of the night, uh, the rest of the time at the Iowa Classic, and some of the biggest personalities we've ever encountered I uh, had a great time with these boys. This podcast, I felt like I was hosting like something out of the Howard Stern show for a bit. You might want to listen to the whole thing. Uh, someone gets tased during the podcast, which is is awesome. Um, a little out, <laughs> a little strange, but awesome. But uh, just real quick, we have to thank our sponsors: uh, HHA, Elite Archery, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, and of course, Scent Crusher. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode. It gets a little crazy, but uh, I think it's definitely worth listen uh go shoot your bow we love you 2017 iowa deer classic this episode i already know is going to get out of hand so we're going to get the proper our propers out of the way i'm steve this is a working class bow hunter podcast kurt and eric what's up we've got patrick from heroes hunting how you doing and then we've got <laughs> hey the monsters of destruction right over here uh john jacobson 
You guys are from Prairie Storm Outfitting? Yep, based out of Kansas. Okay, and then... Michael McEachern. My, Michael what? McEachern. McEachern. Yes. We call him Merck. Call him Merck. Everybody just calls me Merck. Merck. Um, this is going to be an awesome episode. We, we met you last year here at yep. Deer Classic. Remember we had the aliens trying to bust in and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we, om- got it. we almost got abducted. Um, <laughs> you guys are joining us. This is... At least probed. We almost were probed. Almost. <laughs> probed. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. We, 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 had to, we had to back out of that deal. <laughs> back out. Anyway, guys, <laughs> welcome. How are you guys enjoying the Classic? But great show this year, great show. It's been, I mean, we uh, we've done better here than we did in our own home state. So really, did you yeah. guys first time here? Second year, second, second year, second awesome. year. my first time here. Yeah, we awesome. actually met him in Kansas last year, and uh, uh, the reason that was why I roped him in here to give him some like a uh, accreditation to their their owner and everything that's going on because that's how we do our business here with hunting. There's a lot of outfitters, landowners. Sure. Mm-hmm. Met them, uh, spent a little time at a strip club. Apparently, <laughs> spent some dollars there, and then uh, <laughs> since then, uh, like we just hang out with them all the time. If you see our page, you'll you'll see Merck all the time. Like, you know, Kansas show. He put on like an extra small child's pink shirt <laughs> and walked around with it, and uh, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. So they're good people. They help us. So it says anything I can do to help the people that help us, just like you guys and everybody else. We're sure, gonna throw sure. it back out there. I mean, you know, Absolutely. we lo- we love you guys. Uh, we love Heroes, honey. We don't know you yet. I, I don't. I don't oh, want to say I love you yet. <laughs> yeah. But I probably will. You might as well just go ahead and say it. All right, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, you know, we we you know this whole classic. I mean, it's been uh, there's a lot of vets coming through and a lot of you know we always want to do what we can to help vets. We just had a podcast with uh, yeah. a vet from Trophy Bucks of Iowa. Mm-hmm. We we're gonna we're tried to t- like say go see the guys from Heroes Hunting, go yeah. down there talk to him right now. Yeah. But he said uh, he's gonna make his way over to your guys' booth and yeah, there's like several this year. Uh, that vets for what, veterans for veterans. Vets for vets. vets. Mm-hmm. Met them in Kansas here. They're they're about uh, sizewise about as big as us. But they uh, we met them and they you know tr- we trade things up. like they saw our booth and they're like oh yeah this is we like this mm-hmm. yeah we like this little pamphlet thing they did so I mean, we work together with everybody. I mean it makes no sense. In this in this industry, to go and like be cutthroat. I mean, it uh-huh. is. You've seen it. We all right. see it all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, all the time. you have like your disappointments of people you've met and realize that what they're they are actual people. But yeah, that's kind of rare, thankfully. But it does yeah. happen. You yeah, know? I mean, you can accomplish so much more working together. It just doesn't right. make sense to yeah. to it. So, and and sure. when you see it too, you're just like, you see it happening. You're just in that exact moment. You're just like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> yes. Now, are you two vets? I'm 13 year. Two-year combat vet, wounded vet. So when I met those guys last year, I mean, I've worked with other vet organizations before, mm-hmm. hunting personally, Wounded Warriors United, Vets for Vets and stuff like that. Sure. But mm-hmm. meeting Patrick and meeting the crew that he has there, and they've all done the same stuff that I've seen in Iraq multiple times. They just There's a connection there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sure. back to that strip club thing. Yeah, don't lie. When you walked up that booth, you saw the girls in pink first, didn't you? Well, they didn't have those girls in pink last year. I met one of his uh, so-called soldiers I was working for, and he uh, he lived, grew up in a strip club, and it was yeah. pretty interesting last year. <laughs> grew up in one. Yeah. Talk about, like, for people who might not know real quick, um, what Heroes Hunting is and where they can find it. Uh, Heroes Hunting, you, you, know, you can find us on HeroesHunting.com if anybody even still has web pages anymore. Hey, or, I love yeah. our website. Yeah, right? yeah no, we, <laughs> we, we have one. It's just like nobody, you know. It's almost pointless it's, anymore, you know. Yeah, like you got Facebook, Facebook or Instagram. Or so, yeah, Facebook will do everything for you. And so, or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Just heroes hunting. It's not hunting with heroes or hunting for heroes. It's heroes hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
But we cover a demographic everybody forgets, which is like uh, you've been deployed, and that's really our only criteria, through any theater, Vietnam, Korea, whatever, not just uh, post-9-11 like some other organizations. Uh, working with PTSD, uh, TBI, kind of reintegration in civilian life from becoming military back because it's, it, it's a lot trickier than you think to go from a very formalized world into the chaos of civilian life. Yeah. And uh, basically the short of it is like everybody notices like myself, uh, him here, you know, if you're not missing a limb, it doesn't mean you're not injured. Sure. sure. Right. And, that's, yeah. and that's what I would say. I mean, we, we're, we've worked with Wounded Warrior Projects before and other types of groups like that, and they support us. We support them. We're all in one fight for the same thing. But uh, there's really nobody covering the demographic of, of, like, what we're talking about, where you've went, even if nothing happened. I mean, you're, in a, you're in a, in, on a deployment. You're in such a high level of awareness and adrenaline for such a long period of time. With the little bit they know about PTSD, they're now discovering that your brain actually reprograms itself. Really? So you actually, yeah, you'll run into a lot of problems like short-term memory, mm-hmm. uh, frustration, anger that are really that way. And uh, if you can't identify it, it, it's really hard. So we get we get them together, working with different landowners, outfitters, go hunting all around the country as like a form of therapy. But even though we're not therapists, like we will not sit down like, do you need to talk? You know, right? You get military people together, we just start talking. In fact, you don't even have to get together; we'll just talk. I oh mean, yeah, we'll, <laughs> right, right. Oh man, we'll be in an empty room just entertaining the crap out of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just kind of what that. we're doing right now. We've yeah. got our yeah, we've got our own acronyms, we've got our own language, you know, own sense of humor. Stuff you that was funny on deployment, you tell your mom, she'll think you're a sociopath. Yeah, <laughs> yep. right. So it's it's able to do that. You know, you know, you're, you're truly it goes without saying. You're not going to be judged. You know, stuff mm, like yeah. that. We took one guy out. He literally was deployed. Two months after I was a mile away from where I was deployed. We oh, knew the really? same rock throwers, you know, like, oh, yeah, you go down this route, take a left, fourth house on the left, you're going to get tagged with rocks by this little bastard kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because they came after us. He's like, oh, yeah, we lit him up with paintballs like nobody's business. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 you guys had paintballs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that just yeah. the- <laughs> Wrist rockets, that's another one, too, those little slingshots. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that just to keep people back what? to kind of discourage them, or is that oh, just because yeah. you guys need to have a little fun let, over let me, Actually, let me preface that with uh, I was told that that's what happened. Oh. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, it happened. Allegedly, there were paintball slingshots. Pin Could not flares. be confirmed. No, no, no idea what that noise has it's been happening. All coming. Yeah, I, I tell you, is that man, the same like, noise? As no, last I time? think that's a Bloody Mary machine, man. I think they're mixing <laughs> yeah. up Bloody Mary. <laughs> it is. I think you're right. That Which, is as it. soon as this podcast is done, we're diving headfirst into there. Only that's $10. one. That's it's one not good like thing a about the ice cream machine. Yeah. That's one of the good things about the Iowa Deer Classic too. Is like the pri- the drinks are pricey, but the mixed drinks will do the trick. Yes, they will. They are not light on the. They pour them tall, son. Now, messing around. Now, I want to get to get to you guys. You know, because we've we've had you. And you're great, but but good lord, <laughs> step aside and let the real stars show up right here, fellas. <laughs> Looking at each other, <laughs> we had to cut the extra small kid shirt off of him. That's how small it was. <laughs> with the, yeah, go with that story. It, All right, let's let's true. hear that. Well, so you're a legitimate a business while. owner, and you wore an extra small kid shirt on Facebook. So let's talk about that. <laughs> well, I went over there, we're hanging out, and I had a medium shirt on. I'm a 300-pound guy, so you see me walking around in a medium it, shirt. Definitely 300 pounds. <laughs> 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 if you saw me eat, you'd understand. Um, so <laughs> we get over there, and they had the bright idea, like, hey, put on this extra small T-shirt. Well, I don't know if I can fit in it, but let's try it. So we had three grown men pulling that thing on me. Um, <laughs> finally got it on, and after about an hour, I couldn't feel my hands anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it had cut off circulation <laughs> so bad that... 
They had to cut it off. Melissa <laughs> <laughs> Bachman thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, she yeah. did. Last year, we almost she made did. it my face to go talk to her. And we told her we were going to do it. And she goes, oh, I would have loved it. I yeah. was going to get like a little tiger. Yeah. She remembered <laughs> you in Indiana. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. good. We hired yeah. him to be the face of our waterfall side of our outfitter. We quick realized that he was going to be the voice of the company. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's not afraid to do anything. I mean, last night, if you'd walk by the Hog Wild booth, yeah, I got you tased. let them tase him. Yeah, they got tased. tased. Yep. Facebook Live did it. It was awesome. Think we can go grab someone right now? You can do it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, they sure. will. Yeah, yeah. We can go grab them. Hey, you remember Doug, Kenny? Go grab someone with a taser and bring them in here. <laughs> go to the Hog Wild booth. Someone with a taser and I start yelling around. Hey, is it a taser in you are not going to get tased yeah, on this really do it. You should really yeah, do, I'll it. do it. This care. turned into the Howard Stern show really quick. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't know how far Hog it's going to go. Hog Wild booth? Hog, yeah, Hog Wild booth. booth. You are not getting tased. Oh, we got to give this guy money or something. <laughs> Wait, if we Come give on. you money to get tased, is that illegal technically? <laughs> give him no, food. No, Just give him food. Give him food? All right. Yeah. Food, right? Yeah. Food. I'm down with food. Okay, oh, so. Good Lord. Doug is heading out of. I told you this was going to get out of hand. Doug's heading out of. <laughs> Doug's so heading out of the room now to go find a taser. There is no way. Are you I'll really going to do this? Oh, yeah. oh boy. I got fantastic. a blister on my thigh from the one last night. So. <laughs> What's another, have one? another one, right? Yeah. Let's, let's get another <laughs> one. Each show, he keeps doing something. So by the time we get to Wisconsin in I'm gonna be shot. four weeks, he's going to be And this is it. the face of your company right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's our right. Facebook Live. Princess. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> I hope we awesome. can do this. So let's, let's dive into what Prairie Storm Outfitting is. Uh, you guys are in Kansas. Yep, based out of yep. Kansas. Where um, are you guys throughout the whole state? Or le- give, me, give me the sauce. If you, if you can will. buy a tag for it in Kansas, we got it. We do upland, waterfowl, antelope, mule deer, whitetail. We even have a buffalo pasture that's 3,600 acres, so we can even get somebody on a buffalo. So really? We do it yep. all. I mean, we Whoa. have one-stop shop. By on the buffalo, do you mean like riding it? Yeah, like Ted Nugent style? Yeah, be the guy on the buffalo. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's your yep. next adventure. You got to get out there and ride a buffalo. You ever played Walk slap bowl? <laughs> <laughs> nope. You run out there and slap, slap bowl on a behind? I've seen people do it. Huh? Yep. Yeah. He, he moves a lot quicker than you think. just got to buff up to it, you know, like just flex on it, and he'll freak out. And when you run out there and he's aware... Well, I mean, it's a 50-50 chance he's going to charge you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're listening to the voice of Prairie Storm Outfitting. <laughs> oh, man, this is great. Yeah, I mean, you get 300 pounds of solid steel and sex peel running at it, it's going to turn around and run off. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I would. So, <laughs> if I saw that coming at me that fast as you can go, I would, too. I'd run away. Oh, man. I can, I can see why you guys linked up. So, you know, you... You do the the outfitting for you know it, can anybody or do you, you don't have to be a vet do you to no be able you to don't okay we work with vets we're gonna hopefully get these guys down here and do a goose hunt this fall with us that'd be awesome but we're also in the process we donated in the process of donating the hunt to the Richard Petty Foundation mm-hmm. okay they're gonna bring out two vets to come out and we're supposed to fly down to Charlotte and do the Richard Petty Golf Tournament. Down there, and they're going to auction off the hunt right there for the two vets. Oh, cool. cool. Awesome. We hooked it up because old boy right here, he's related to Richard Petty. And we Are you really? Found yeah, that my out. grandpa and him were, were cousins. Oh, wow. Really? So wow, he's awesome. Wow, that's nuts. Ask a, <laughs> allegedly, Richard Petty <laughs> ran some lady off the road when he was like, running for office in like Minnesota or something. That's allegedly. Why I don't we, know. Why are you looking at me like that? But we got to hear this. How long like, have we known each other? How am I just finding this out now? You know, I believe I told you in Topeka, but the mixed drinks might have had your, you know, mind. I love the dynamic, like the the vibe I'm getting from this corner of the podcast. It's awesome. fantastic. That's I'm just awesome. really enjoying it. You're dead to me. 
We're no longer we're no longer friends. <laughs> yeah, that's mean. Yeah. So you got all the bases <laughs> covered. Bow hunting. They bow have hunting. Nine, what do you say? Rifle. Nineteen. Uh, our our waterfowl property. When we leased it, we leased it for the <laughs> purpose that it bordered our federal refuge, and all the deer that live on that refuge come off that refuge to eat in our agriculture fields, our food plots, and our deer supplements. Mm-hmm. Well, when we leased it, the property came with nineteen goose pits. Already buried on the property. Oh. So no matter which direction that wind's blowing, we can hunt a pit that gets the geese to come off, and we'll be hunting birds. Gotta yeah. love that. <laughs> that is awesome. And then if we can't end up getting you in a goose pit, we have uh, the final approach XL blinds, which, to give you an idea how big they are, I can lay in it, and I have a 90-pound yellow lab, and he can lay in it, and I still got about eight inches before I touch the wall. Wow. So. I think our decoy count right now, if you figure it's it. cozy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, figure our decoy, decoy count right now that we have there just we for go. the outfitter. We could fill two 20-foot trailers from floor to ceiling, front to back. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah put them out every day. We can. No, the, oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know we about that many, man. That's a lot of work. <laughs> the most we did last year, besides snow goose spread, was a Canadian spread, and this is all Canadians. We put up 400 de- Canadian decoys. Wow. And that's not counting the silhouettes that we had yeah. about 150 yards out. How long does that take? Till the end. Mm. Yeah, until <laughs> you're done. done. Well, that's the thing. The ground was froze solid, so you had to drill. Each one oh, of no. the silhouettes, and then stick the silhouette in. Oh, that <laughs> is for the birds. That's why I'm a oh, bow hunter. Yeah, yeah. It's like I never got into waterfowl hunting. A bunch of guys I work with do it, and they talk about it. I'm like, man, can you land one? I'll, I'll shoot him with a bow. Yeah. So we can pull this off. But uh, which you ever had anyone want to bow hunt for oh, waterfowl? We had the holders from race hunting come down, and that was their oh, original yeah. intent was to archery hunt geese. Well, when they showed up <laughs> in camp. I think the highest temperature it got to was 18 below. And they're like, no, we're not getting out of the goose pits. Yeah. Because those goose pits, I mean, we can put heaters down there, and they're going to stay 40 degrees warmer than what it is outside. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and, but, I mean, the goose hunting, when you get the camaraderie, if you get the right group of guys in a goose pit, it's one of the best hunts you'll ever do because you joke around. You don't have to worry about being quiet. The geese come in, you let the callers do their thing, and when he yells, cut them, you jump out and just start blasting away. I would really enjoy it. I know I would have a great time. I've just never oh, sure. never went out and spent the money on for my own. You just got to have a buddy that's really into it. Yeah. yeah. Or that's you know, how I got into it. When I was in college, I had a buddy that was very, very big into waterfowl hunting, and then he got me addicted, so I spent every dime that I ever had on decoys. <laughs> that's a common thing. How did you study in college? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one, man. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Culinary right, so arts. My first year, I went and played football <laughs> yeah. at a community college, and I was studied nursing. Really? I was a nursing major. Yeah. Oh, I had you for culinary arts. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go into culinary arts. I mean, <laughs> what fat guy doesn't want to do that? <laughs> we literally could come in every day and be like, I ate my homework. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. the, yeah. you have to get extra credit. It's like, hey, I, I went out to dinner and uh, didn't do my right. Extra credit. There you yeah. go. We'll get people that show up in the camp and they'll see him. Is he cooking? <laughs> Please say yes. yes. <laughs> how like how hard is it for if you're out of state to get um, non-resident tags and things uh, for the state of Kansas? It depends on what you're going for. Mm-hmm. 
your mule deer rifle tags are going to be harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have to build up the preference points. Yeah. It's not extreme, but you're going to have to have at least two years before they'll consider you. Now, your whitetail draw system, it's a little bit easier. And we luck out the unit that we hunt, do our whitetail hunts in. We're running right now between 70 and 80% first year draw. Wow. Put in. Wow. So oh, it's, awesome. it, it works in our benefit, and you're still hunting world-class whitetails. What's, right. the, what's the deadline to apply for? Don't tell them. i got to apply first, and then you can tell everybody to apply. 70, 80%. <laughs> <laughs> i got to get in. April 1st is when it opens. Okay. okay. And for anybody listening that's going to be at the Madison show, we will be at the Madison show, and when April 1st hits, we can set your tags up right there at the show that Saturday. Wow. So what? So you that's have we're uh, going to Madison. antelope and mule deer for archery. I mean, what's the – I mean – Antelope is over-the-counter archery. Oh, really? Yep. Really? It's over-the-counter archery. Rifle antelope, it's a tag draw system, and in-state residents got to draw for it. Oh, okay. That's like Colorado is. Yeah. So, okay. But archery – I mean, the first part of October, still Western Kansas, it's warm out. Mm-hmm. And we do blind hunt over water holes, and all of our blinds are the double bull blinds, so Ooh. they get warm. When we get clients that want us to sit with them, we ask them, hey, as long as you don't mind that we're in our boxers by 2 o'clock, because <laughs> right. you sweat. <laughs> I, I, oh, that was nice. That's, that's you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Someone's coming in here with a taser. Oh, no. that's, what I, that's why I keep looking back here, because I'm like, someone's going to come through that door with a taser. Okay. They're going to think I'm the one that wants Oh, shit. <laughs> no. Oh, There's shit. no way this is okay. happening. All right, let's see it. All right, hold on, hold on. Well, hold on, for, hold on. Before we cut into that, I want to, what, I want to get your, back to the, to the not-in-resident hunting Courtney, thing how are after you? this. Harry, you can talk into the microphone. We're, uh, we're doing a podcast, too. Yeah. So, I just uh, say what you're going to do. Well, I guess... So do you have it on video? You have it on Facebook Live? No, my cousin was. I got too. So this is Facebook Live and on the Heroes Hunting Facebook page. So um, first of all, after, since we did that David, that uh, Petty thing, right? Well, I got a video of this. Yesterday, you just kind of tapped him a couple times on the, the leg. You should really just... Oh, this has got to be a full-on. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you do me a favor? If you hit the dirt, just don't hit the podcast table and take all of our equipment out. Yeah, we, we, uh, this is more important than your life. Right? Yeah, I'll go ahead and give it my best shot not fall on the table. Make sure. <laughs> I think I'll have a choice. Man. All right. Don't listen to what he said. Well, he's about to get tased by a beautiful lady here on the podcast. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> get him. Mark, this is national radio. Take one for the team. Come on, you got to do this it. This is worldwide. <laughs> there you go. Oh, this is great. Getting tased Let's on the podcast. <laughs> I hope that clears through on the podcast. <laughs> right, well, Courtney, what are you from? What is Hogwild? Have you tried the arm? Hey. This podcast is all over the place. Yes, it is. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is great, though. Uh, hog Wild is a hog ranch with exotics in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. It's about 45 minutes south of Oklahoma City. So Nice. Awesome. It's a lot of fun. So why do you have a taser? <laughs> because we can't bring guns into Iowa. Can still carry. Can't bring them up here. Oh, yeah. so. oh wow. You're from where? Oklahoma. Well, how about that? Well, it sounds like we need to go kill some hogs. <laughs> <laughs> Get her back. Seems the tables have turned, huh? <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I had a 
Oh man, this, this is, is wild. Yeah, this uh, I, I knew this would get out of hand. I didn't think anybody would be tased. We're only like what? twenty minutes in recording here oh, at the show, and uh, someone's been tased. Um, and it's that I, I'm, we can end it here, and I'm I'm satisfied. But. Oh yeah, it's gonna go. We'll, let's see. Let's see where, can, where this can go. Thank you for bringing the taser in. It's very pretty and pink. What did you think when Doug wa- walked out and said, "Hey, I need you to tase a guy on a podcast"? It's like I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, she's I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's like, give you get me all the taser. of the homegirl right here. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That is fantastic. I will tell you, this feels better than getting the probes put in your back oh, from, yeah. from the law enforcement tasers. Oh, yeah. This I, feels so much better. So. Yeah, some of them laying around? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that, no. There's a guy with a throwing knife out there, isn't there? He sells, you know like, those what? I'm going to go ahead and refuse that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait till we'll Madison for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you for coming in and totally. tasing him. <laughs> that was fantastic. Don't hit the button when you take it from my hand. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and hand it to you like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. I know it's off. I those turned it off. No, no, no. No, bad. <laughs> hey, can you light a cigarette off one of those, do you think? Yeah, of course you could, Steve. You know, something tells me that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> I'm guessing. Because <laughs> I was like, kind of looking at it, and I'm like, all right, yeah, because you got like the two connections. Steve, and, yeah. we're going to try it with you. I don't know if that'll know. fry anything with our recording equipment, no. so it's kind of scaring it. me. But the worst noise ever. It is a that was it's awesome. Pretty terrible. Thank you so much. Well, Courtney, thank you for stopping by. Hog Wild. Hey, do you got a website? Do you got a website? Hogwildok.com. Um, Go check. Thank you for tuesday, uh, tasing some guy in here. Thank this you for awesome. tasing me. I appreciate that. Thank you for your services. Thanks. I sort of And Before we get back to that, me and Patrick were veterans, but mm-hmm. this man is also a boy in blue. He's a awesome. serving cop now. So mm-hmm. you're a cop. Yes, sir. Right. What city? Scott City, our hometown, where we're based out of. Awesome. Man. That's why you've been tased before, huh? Yes. Okay. You ever been okay. maced? Yes. Okay. Because I, I, I started getting, because you were Pepper saying. Pepper spray is terrible. It's like Satan literally just urinated in your eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine what that would be like. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's the best description I've ever heard on that. I love it. Uh, I in love your it. eyeball. <laughs> just on the eyeball, like inside the eyeball. It's, it's terrible. Like, I just immediately had the image of those <laughs> stickers. The hillbilly stickers of like Calvin and Hobbes where he's like peeing yeah. on a Ford or a Chevy <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it's Lucifer and your fate. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Oh, my God. It's 45 minutes of hell. Oh, boy. Uh, this podcast is probably my favorite one we've ever done. Yes, it is. Oh, uh, good Lord. We got hunting talk in there, some tasers and strip clubs. We, and we, we, we specifically we said, hey, Patrick, and we want to do an episode with you, but we want to keep it professional. We don't want anyone tased on this podcast. Oh, dude, no problem, man. I got this. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm the epitome of professional. I like to keep everything clean, straight, and narrow. Like That's right. Keep everybody in line. You got, right. you got you know, to. You it's got to. Uh, Let's talk. Let's get back to Kansas. Let's get back to Kansas. Yeah, um, <laughs> we just go back wanna... casually back to our conversation. So, <laughs> like, like someone didn't is... just get taste. So, yeah. as we were saying, in Kansas, um, so you, non... guys, you guys linked up together. Yep. Heroes hunting. We're talking about <laughs> non-resident hunting. Oh, non-resident. All right, yeah. Um, back to it, though. You dingus. Stop it. I'm interested in doing an antelope hunt. I've always wanted to do and a mule deer archery hunt. Yeah. Um, so, let's go back to like what I would have to do, being an Illinois resident, to hunt there with you guys for antelope. And or mule deer. Well, the antelope hunting is going to be over the counter for archery. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be we can do spot and stock or we can do over water holes. Spot and stock gets tough out in the open prairies. I mean, there's some of those prairies that we have. Our one ranch right now, I think it's 6,400 acres. It's 
goo. Low fence barbed wire, but you get out there and you find a couple 20 antelope out in the middle and then try to get up on them, yeah. it's a challenge. <laughs> we yeah, use cow silhouettes. We use antelope sil- silhouettes. I'm trying to get him to buy a horse because I've seen that works out in Wyoming. Oh, so really? Just get a real one and ride it in on them. You walk next to a horse and yeah. then you tap the horse on the behind, the horse walks off and then you shoot the antelope. That's the thing with our what? episode. With, with ours, the antelope episode we did, it looks easy from what we did, but we low crawled like 300 yards to get to this point using just a ridge. I mean, it was nearly impossible. I mean, you, you have to have like... Those are, Steve, they're not out. like whitetail. Yeah, I'm out. I'm done. Well, like like whitetail, like if you have, a, you know, you've driven because you were all from rural areas or whatever, go through rural areas, and you'll see like a whitetail in like somebody's yard. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you could stop on the road as long as you don't like get out and like threaten it. It'll just kind of stand there and look at you, try to figure out where you are. Yeah, probably are not like that at all. Like you just drive near them within a quarter mile and they're gone, and they can do seventy miles an hour. They get yeah. small real quick. Fast the land animal, RPMs huh? on your truck yeah. slow down. They're already gone. Oh yeah. No shit. How close could, like could you get? Do you think with the the horse strategy? Well, I've I mean just like Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean they the one time I seen it done, he was within sixty yards, and he just tapped the horse on the behind. The horse kept walking. He was already at full draw. That is awesome. And we, if we can't get him to buy a horse, maybe he, he's a cattle farmer, so he'll. Buy some cattle, and yeah. maybe we can train one to let us walk next to it. But. Turkey, turkey fans got that uh, pronghorn silhouette pop-up now. Which Really? We used a silhouette last year, staked in the ground, and it worked really well. I'm pretty sure you could use that pronghorn pop-up just like you do the turkey fan itself. So what would be my, uh, say I did, what, what's a typical hunt package? Like how many days for an antelope? An antelope, we're going to book it out at a five-day hunt. And I think that antelope package starts at twenty three hundred. Mm-hmm. Now that includes a week full of lodging, meals all included, everything. You're not going to be in a hotel. You're going to be in a hunting lodge with mounts on the wall. It's going to look like there, and it's an old farmhouse, but it's kept clean. And as Merck, he's three hundred pounds. He's going to be your chef. I like and that. It's going to be delicious. Nice. Yeah. So what's your, what's your specialty? Food. Pretty big fan of goose poppers. I like that. Stuff. All right, you're all trying right. to entice. So, um, yep. in a, in a five day hunt, it's basically all inclusive. It's what it sounds like. Oh yeah. Um, what what what's the odds of success? I know it depends on time of year and stuff. But depends on time of year, how they're acting during the rut, how much pressure the roads around there are getting. With just your, I mean, it's Western Kansas. You're going to deal with people driving, trying to road hunt. And these are wide open areas, so they're going to be stopping the glass and how the antelope feel. But we got enough to where you can spot and stock. We can try to get as close as we can. And if that doesn't work, we got water holes. And then when the water holes dry up and the drought goes, we got cattle tanks on the same field. So they're spring, they're well fed tanks. So we set the blinds up close to the tanks. And about, you know, four, five o'clock in the afternoon. Those antelope are thirsty. They've been out in ninety degree heat all day. They're going to come drink. Okay, I'm well fed as well. Well, well West Kansas though, so it's like pretty flat there too, right? Because where we go in Colorado is like super flat. The yeah. spot where our antelope stuff is is about twenty miles north of Leota, Kansas, and Leota, Kansas is middle of the state, about f- forty minutes okay. from the Colorado border. I mean, it's pretty much right. same territory. So if someone contacted you, I don't know how you do this. Say I called you, hey, I want to hunt archery for antelope or mule deer, um, non-resident. Can you assist me in helping me apply for my preference point? Or It's over-the-counter for antelope. Um, is mule deer over-the-counter as well? or No, mule deer's a draw. It's a draw. And it's mule deer, that's the thing with the big game. It separates. 
The whitetail, it's when it comes to draw, is it's not an easy draw, so I'm not a guarantee you're still dealing with the lottery system, but we've mm-hmm. had pretty good success rate. Mule deer, it's a little bit tougher, it, but you have a better chance of drawing for a mule deer archery than you do a mule deer rifle tag. I mean, we as we recommend, if you want to do a mule deer rifle, start building up your preference points. Mm-hmm. And we, our mule deer numbers are down in western Kansas because the big whitetails are pushing the mealies out of the state. Really? Yes. So we take, we try to keep our numbers down where if we're going to do mule deer hunts, it's two hunters to three hunters, so we keep our mealies low pressured. We can hunt better quality mealies, and then we can stick to hunting the farm grounds where we got landowners that we know that a little bit of talking, they'll let us onto their corn circles as long as we're not going to hurt their crops and go after them that way. But if you're looking for a world-class big game animal, our whitetail's where it's at. So explain a little bit, like, the big whitetails are pushing the mule deer out. Is there, like, a weird buffer line where, because you always hear rumors of, together, obviously. well, yeah, like, <laughs> they're segregated, um, but do they ever cross breed? Is there, like, a oh, weird that's buffer becoming, area? That's becoming a big issue out by us. It is. Mm-hmm. And what we've noticed, and I'm not saying this is scientifically proven, but what we notice is you could have a basket rack eight point. But when it comes rut, they run their rut about the same time in Kansas. Mm-hmm. That little whitetail is so aggressive, he'll push that mule deer off his does. And even though the mule deer is, you know, 300 pounds of steel, right. he's not an aggressive animal by nature. So he's going to run where that little whitetail buck is going to breed all those mule deer does. Wow. And we last year we were chasing around a big whitetail personally, and we watched him run three, white, three mule deer does and then breed them. So what really? does a oh, cross, like a mixed mule deer whitetail <laughs> look like? It's, it's both. It depends. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, Sometimes they can turn out to just being a scrub buck, and that's as big as they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, they yeah. can get the uh, whitetail rack with the mule deer body or vice versa. Really? They're, they're, like, yeah. they're doing the same thing in Colorado they're finding. And the DNR in Colorado uh, wants you to – they want samples. Like if it, really? At first, I was like, "Wow, this sounds like a really good way to get people to, you know, go to jail because of their their cross tagging and whatnot." But they they've said like, if it le- legitimately looks like the wrong one, like you have a white tail tag and you hit shoot me or whatever, they don't really care. They say anyway, and I'm mm-hmm. sure if you deal with like your local DNR guy, they you know they'll be mm-hmm. helpful, lead you in the right direction, right? But they but they want scientific san- samples to figure out like, is this going to be a predominant thing where eventually there will be like. A, a third breed, apparently. Yeah, in. yeah. I wonder why it's uh, like it's such a new thing. You know, like I st- think this would be happening. Well, are they sterile this? too? Yeah. Like, like, well, that's, I mean, and that's the thing they're trying to study. Like, if they do breed and what is born, is it sterile? Is it, is it so interesting, candy? man? Yeah. Oh it's yeah, crazy. it's and you know living out there and we live out pretty much our whitetail hunting is about two hours away from us because we leasing ground next to that refuge was. We couldn't pass it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it got offered. We had to do it just because the whitetail quality is huge. But living out where we're at, where the big whitetails have now moved in, and I'm talking big whitetails. Our boss, he a couple years ago, he shot a big 194-inch whitetail out there in western Kansas, 45 minutes from the Colorado border in a CRP field. Wow. I mean, mealy country, there's not a tree in sight, and that 194-inch whitetail was out there. Yeah, that, that's wow. always nuts to think about. You know, and, you know, some. Something that, like, I mean, when you guys were talking, I mean, if you got, like, any timber, I mean, do you guys ever see mule deer get into timber? Because 
I, I don't know that much about mule deer, um, but usually when I see them, you know, or see anyone hunting them, they're always out in big, like, you know, open fields and things. You know, do they ever get in the timber at all? Oh, yeah. We have, really? even up by our whitetail ground, back in the day before the whitetails moved in, and that's the biggest sign. Where our whitetail ground is, it was mule deer habitat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mealies all over that place 20 years ago. And now you can find one here or there. And we go out and shed hunting every year, and we'll pick up mealy sheds in the timber. And just like back home, uh, our boss's family owns the buffalo ranch that we sometimes buffalo hunt on. And I'll go out there and mule deer shed hunt Mm -hmm. just because it's mule deer country. And the only time I find sheds is down in the cottonwoods Hmm. where they're walking through the cottonwoods. Interesting. I mean, the mule deer will use it. And I know up in, I think it's South Dakota, you can actually get outfitters up there where you can hunt mule deer out of tree stands just like can, you do whitetails that'd be awesome can well, i ask a, a stupid question do uh do they me, make rubs on trees do mule deer uh you're gonna stick to your more shrubbery stuff like your little cedar trees they'll tear yeah. up that your little i want to say something like mesquite trees they'll tear up stuff like that mm-hmm. they're not gonna saplings yeah little saplings yep. they're not gonna go after a big you know, big aggressive yeah. tree like yeah, a whitetail yeah. will. Really? Something I want to get your take on. Um, thinking about it is, if you ever follow Steve Ranella, he has a, a theory that the mule deer is something that won't be around for very much. Lo- he doesn't think it'll be around for a whole lot longer. As in, not like within the next twenty years. Like he's saying, like the big picture, like it's a like a dying breed. It's, it's, kind it's, of it's they're getting pushed around. Um, they're not as adaptable as a whitetail is, is what he says. And he thinks that right now we're really privileged to be able to have a huntable population of mule deer. And he doesn't think, like, in, I don't know what his exact time frame was, like 200 years, that there's going to be mule deer left. What do you think on that? I 100% agree. As Going back to where we live at, you see it day after day. And I think the hunters finally got through to the state of Kansas, and they passed a law this past season that no more mule deer doe can be hunted. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, because you get people that draw their mule deer tags and go out in western Kansas, and if they don't get on that buck, they're not going to eat a tag sandwich. They're still going to kill a mule deer doe. Well, you kill that mule deer doe, you're taking something out of the population. And then they are really inquisitive creatures. I mean, they're not going to run from you. This past deer season, my personal hunt, I was after a bigger mule deer, and I stocked up on them, and they were on a blind side. And when they came out, the buck I was going for – he kind of switched spots in the line. And when I was already at, yeah, I'm telling the story on myself. Oh, I've heard this story. Oh, I, love this story. <laughs> I was at full draw. I was Pay at full draw kids. looking through my peep sight. So I wasn't looking at rack. I was looking at, as soon as the kill zone opened, I was letting the arrow fly. And I let the arrow fly and I just dropped and realized that the buck switched positions. I mean, I still shot a nice muley, but it wasn't the big one I was after. Yeah. Let's be serious. Now, it was Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the story I'd stick wasn't with, that too. Good. They definitely <laughs> But they definitely for a monster, got Bambi. <laughs> oh, man. But the muley I was after, he went off five yards, turned around, looked at me broadside, and just, oh. what are you? Why right. are you here? And then when I went up to find my deer, because I watched my deer drop, I went up to actually put my hands on him. Another muley stood up didn't 20 yards from where I was. Didn't even... I didn't know it was there, and so I just sat there and watched, and it watched me process that deer on in the field. Wow. I need to get out <laughs> What are you it. doing to Dave? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, good. I never liked Dave oh anyway. I remember he made a pass at my this wife last Christmas. Oh, all of it. He's real. Oh, he stinks, too. No. Oh, oh man. Funny. I can't believe he shot such a young cousin of mine. I mean, they're, they're a cool creature to watch and how they yeah. – I mean, they're so different from Whitetail. Right. 
But to be <laughs> where we're living at, it's non-mountain range, and it's starting to become whitetail habitat now. But what they, how they live in the open prairies with the different agriculture fields and what agriculture a mule deer will eat, a whitetail won't do. Hmm. But yeah, the do. mule deer I shot this year, I mean, it, it was eating corn all summer long. So yeah. it tasted like beef. I mean, it tasted almost better than a whitetail. Really? The timber wow. question, though, that would always one of the same thing. Because every show I've ever seen them hunted on was like some wide open. Yeah. Yeah. You see them in rolling hills. Or in Colorado, you see them in the Milo fields. But it's never it's never muley season when we're there. When's the, uh, on your pronghorn tune, when's their rut? Because in Colorado, it's like the first weekend in October, like almost it's on about the, the dot. Same. Oh, okay. Really? About the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, need to, I need to get down and do that. I've always wanted to kill an antelope. Um, and I'm, I'm like really chomping at the bit to do something different. I've, I've killed a lot of whitetails and I, with my bow. And well, that's, what, that's um, what's kind of bad about the Midwest where we're at here in Iowa, and Illinois. Is we don't have all these species like you guys have. You know, we just have whitetails and that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, the pronghorn one is, is awesome, especially during that rut because we've seen them where, I mean, they, you know, you have like like whitetail hunting. You obviously have experience in that. And, you know, you'll see a doe go through and you're always thinking, well, will there be one behind it? You know, yep. and you'll see them kind of doing its thing. If you've ever seen one that's like truly locked on a doe, that's what the pronghorn do. I mean, we had one, we stopped, got out of the truck, and we could see him like 500 yards away, and he mm-hmm. just nose down on this trail. He would have walked straight to us if we, you know, I, the vet we had with us the first year, I'm just like, are you going to shoot, or are we going to stab him in the neck? Because he just kept coming, coming. They're <laughs> oblivious if they're on it. Yeah. Or we've seen one, you know, run 70 miles an hour right next to the truck that we're trying to stop, and he's just trying to get across the road to get to these does. I mean, they get so love infested, but they reek. Oh, yeah. Do they eat all of themselves? They yeah. They, so oh, I take man. it they're not the best eaten. Yeah, I was about to say, how do they taste? <laughs> not bad. Everybody's going to have their own personal. I think their back straps are, taste better than a whitetail or a mealy. Really? I think their back straps are delicious. Now, their other meat is yeah. gamey. Really gamey. It's I mean, a goat. just because they they're lean and they they're it's a goat. Yeah, yeah. it it's is. A goat. Yeah. It's I, I wasn't real meat. impressed with it. Yeah. Really, I think you know. It, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I want to. I've always wanted to kill like a mountain lion too with my bow. And I don't know if people typically eat the meat from a mountain lion, I but I definitely would have to. Oh, like, I feel like if I'm going to sure. hunt it, it's my responsibility it. to eat it. Did you see it. the new South Dakota record they shot last weekend? Mm-mm, I didn't. Uh, I'll show you a picture on my phone once we get done with the live broadcast. It's, uh, I don't know, about nine foot long, not counting the tail. A mountain lion? Yeah. Damn. It's Dakota. like a bear. That's a big it's, uh, bear. It's huge. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I wonder about that, too, about the eating them. Uh, I, I well, think we had a guy not, in about a month ago. He came and did a predator hunt with us. He was after a bobcat. He's from Iowa, and he came down to Kansas to do a bobcat hunt. Well, he works every other year. He goes out to Wyoming, and he guides out there for big cats. That's what they do. And he put me in touch with the outfitter out there, and I called the outfitter. I was like, do you love bow hunts because I want to shoot with my bow. And the only thing he asks is make sure your bow is going to do a pass-through. Because mm-hmm. once the lion falls down, I don't want my dogs getting, getting into the broad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. I mean, it made sense. But he said that. Cat's delicious. Really? And he even he's the one that said, well, if you get a bobcat, process it, because bobcat's delicious. I mean, all they eat is like, meat, deer, meat, deer yeah. and other I yeah. mean, small, small animals that we would eat. It's oversized so, I mean, house cat is what it is. Uh, man. I would have to. for cat now. I'd have. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. Me too. There was a guy. There was a guy. <laughs> sure it's C-A-T? There was a guy in Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It takes no. all kinds. There was a guy in Indiana last weekend said he that uh, coyote's delicious. 
Really? I saw, I, Steve Rinella, not to keep bringing him up, but Stephen and uh, Steve Rinella and Remy Warren, they, yes. I don't know why they did it this way. They killed a coyote, and they had it, you know, they had it on, like, two poles, and they burnt the hair off and then, like, grilled it. I don't know how, and then just did it with chili powder. And they basically said it tastes like overcooked duck is kind of what their yeah. conclusion. I, I guess got if you to. got enough ranch dressing, anything. Oh yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> like dude, like uh, yeah. Sriracha. Well, I guess we'll keep yeah. bringing up Steve Rinella. Just weird things. Like they shot a monkey and ate it. I'd eat. I, I'd eat monkey. They're in the Amazon, I believe. You get some ranch dressing on. Yeah. Here's the thing: if, if, if I'm gonna hunt it, season and ranch dressing, it's all you need. There you <laughs> go. If I'm gonna hunt it, you know, and and go out of my way, I mean, there's certain things it all would depend, but I just feel like I have to at least process it and try. Right. And then if I try it as like a steak, just straight up steak on the grill and it's all oh, this is bad okay then you have the option you can grind it you can make barbecue there's something mm-hmm. you can do with it yeah like so you're not wasting it yeah i mean that's the thing sure. with my like my pronghorn like i got one it's not the biggest thing in the world but i got one got home tried to meet like personally it wasn't my thing it's not saying it's not good it just wasn't my thing yeah so i mean even every year when we go the landowners offer you know we have a, a vet tag and they're like, well, do you want to hunt two? And one, I don't want to because I don't want to cause more pressure. I just yeah. want this guy to get his. But at the same time, I know I'm not going to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just wasn't my thing. Well, it's the same thing with goose. I mean, there's so many recipes out there, and you got to find what works. And there's yeah. certain tastes. People to have that mm-hmm. taste that goose waterfowl is not going to work for them. Mm-hmm. But even when you go to the conservation season of snow geese and you're killing all those numbers, I mean, you know how many geese it takes to make a pound of jerky? But goose jerky is probably some of the best tasting oh, jerky you've ever had. That's what I hear. I had some for the it's first delicious. time about a month ago, and it is the best jerky I've ever had in my life. Yep. Shout out Brian Johnson. He uh, got out the old Traeger. Hey, there you go. I uh, ate falafel yesterday. How'd that go? Well, it was real good, actually. <laughs> I don't even know. I still don't even know what that is. <sighs> it ain't meat. <laughs> it ain't meat, but. Is it cardboard in a patty or what? Man, it was really delicious. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Ranch where, dressing. Where can, uh, yeah, it was like dill ranch dressing. Yep. <laughs> Again, so people can find Heroes Hunting. Where can they f- everyone find all you guys? Find it on heroeshunting.com, or you can go on Facebook, where Facebook slash Heroes Hunting, and then the number 100-100. Carbon TV. Carbon TV. Too. Carbon TV. Oh, yeah, Carbon TV, huntchannel.tv, uh, YouTube, Instagram, everywhere. We're, we're everywhere. It's getting way big, way fast still. Awesome. I'm happy good. for you guys, man. Thank you very much. I wear this hat all the time. Like it. It's it pretty filthy. I need to uh, maybe upgrade and get it, get a fresh one, but it shows that... Or that clean way. it. Yeah. I could clean it. No, too. you can't clean a hat. It takes, all, it takes all the juju off of it. It does. That's like washing your baseball glove. Ooh. You don't do that. Can't do well, that's, that. Yeah, that's just yeah. stupid. <laughs> that's just dumb. <laughs> Guy just got tased. Why would you do that? That's just asinine. Why would you do that? It's early. He's going to do something worse. Believe me. You just please. voluntarily get tased. You can label things whether they are or not stupid. Yeah. Right? You can. Like, you, you. you have that authority. Um, where can people find you guys? Uh, PrairieStormOutfitting.com or follow us on Facebook, PrairieStormOutfitting. Said, come see us in Wisconsin. There'll be two booths away from us, which should be cause some chaos oh, for the people boy. in between us. Yeah, who's that? Oh, hopefully first, it's Hog Wild. First there. weekend of April. It will be. Hog yep. Wild's going to be there. First yeah. weekend of April. Yeah, I'll link time. all those uh, websites and everything in the description. Um, so, Patrick, you have to send all that stuff to me so I can mm-hmm. add it all in. And uh, So, anything else you guys want to add? Do we forget something? If anybody on here is listening from Kansas, Prairie Storm Alfredi, and also a dealer for Aeroseed and Big and Jay. You can call us to get your attractants or your food plot mix, and we'll hook you up. Um, the number's on the website, Facebook page. Just give us a shout. We, we just love doing this. We love being outdoors. And if we get to do this for a career, 
More power to us. Awesome. Right awesome. Thanks for doing the show, guys. We really appreciate it. I think this is Good a, Lord. an awesome episode. Yeah, um, top that one, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> so this this was a Facebook Live on the Heroes Hunting Facebook page. So if you want to see the taser go down and everything that we did here at the Iowa Classic, you can go check that out. Um, hey, we'll I share took the on. competition seriously. You the, guys had your awards this oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, that was the first thing I've ever been nominated for in the outdoor world ever. So I was like, I'm really trying. I want to win this. So I brought in a guy to get tased. And, <laughs> they, there's and next year, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm planning. Yeah. I'm planning ahead. Dude, planning this is the first, this is the start of the trying to set the bar. This is the season. It dude. has been set. And yeah. it wasn't no chintzy award either. I made hey. them all as stainless. And yeah, that's why I didn't sweet. even really say anything. I just let that all happen. Hey, we, we, maybe <laughs> like we won't it. even. You know, we don't want to play favorites, but maybe we'll do a favorite episode someone ever got tased on. Yeah, we've known each other for how long? And he's just now telling me you got nominated for an award. The classic in Kansas. He put on a medium shirt. Mm -hmm. This this episode, this show, he got tased. So Wisconsin show. Oh boy, you You might want to check it out because it's not going to be pretty. If you've seen the Wisconsin, it's no, yeah, it's uh, March thirty first or April second. If you've ever been to that show, it's just as big as the Iowa Deer Classic with like more drunk people there. Nice. Man, 9 a.m., they're waiting in line outside, and they're all, like, carrying 30 packs and drinking. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, Wait, is it awesome. BYOB? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. Like, it's, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Yeah, the Man. exhibitors are all bringing 30 packs in the back, and all the customers are coming in the front holding 16 ounces. I mean, it's <laughs> awesome. Good Lord. And their booth is just two from us. We're usually, we were back-to-back in Kansas here. We're at least on the opposite sides of the building, but in... Wisconsin, that's our last show of the year. I think What's their last show of the season. <laughs> like I said, whoever's, whoever the booths are in between us ought to be pretty entertained. And one more thing. We yep. got a few turkey slots left open this spring, and we're starting to fill up on our deer slots. But if you call us by April 1st, we'll get the process started. Maybe we can get you down on some deer hunts or some antelope. Is your season still um, early enough to get them in velvet? I might be interested in some turkey, too. But you I don't, see yeah. youth? Youth, we can possibly get them in velvet, but by the time the archery season starts, they've shredded okay. them all. Okay. But if you have a youth that wants to get a velvet, it's possible. Possible. I have a feeling we're going to be having some future conversations here about oh, uh, yeah. me coming home. Maybe we can do a group. group we can make that happen. Antelope, mule deer. The taser thing, it just proves we like to have a good time in camp. So. I'll get tased for a free hunt. Now <laughs> <laughs> get that taser now. Hey, I'll, I'll get tased in an extra small shirt. Hit me in the, the neck. That's easy to say. We've got to pick where you get tased at. Oh, okay. no. Oh, boy. Hey, leave my, my <laughs> leave the mommy-daddy button out of this. Leave his and, future uh, <laughs> out of no, it. No, no, we have an audio and video recording of I will get tased for a free yes. hunt. Which is easy to say when the girl with the taser ain't sitting here. Hey, but let's see what if you're going to offer me a free hunt and I get tased in the leg like that, I'll do it. Oh, son, you're getting the, you're getting the prongs. Up. Do I get to get tased for a free yeah. hunt? Yeah. <laughs> this is a working class bow hunter discount. <laughs> um, come get tased and we'll take 5% off your hunt. Uh, that's, <laughs> when you, that's when you just start 2%. stripping an extension cord and be like, yep, step up to the 110. We'll see you get tased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, there it is. Madison, yeah. right. Madison Wisconsin. Anything else? Be good, guys. Oh, good. Thank yeah, that's about it. Thanks for having us. Patrick, Patrick, everyone. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you for your service. No worries. Thank you for your service. I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was a little um, you. chaotic, but that's yes. what we do here. Thank uh, you for being you. Good, good time. <laughs> Steve's just carrying on. He doesn't have headphones on, so he doesn't know I'm talking while he's talking. This you. is fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love you. Go shoot your bow. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.